0: listening to changing reality. Changing reality, where we bend reality all across the world. Only on WQHS radio. So hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Changing Reality. Welcome, one. welcome, all. If this is your first time tuning in for Changing Reality, um, you may not know what the show is about, but don't worry. We'll be here to introduce you. Changing Reality is a show that features phenomenal people from all walks of life who are, in essence, changing their own reality. And we'll be hanging out and interviewing social change makers, entrepreneurs, business owners, to even artists, musicians, um, thought leaders, industry owners, and much more. Basically, this is a space where we get to hear these experiences from all across the world and see how these inspiring stories showcase ideas and experiences that we can learn from to apply in our own life. And I wanted to do this show simply because I feel like there are a lot of people out there who do phenomenal things and make waves in the lives of others. And I'm super passionate about learning how these people are changing the world in their own capacity and sharing those stories out there so that others can be inspired to do the same. To show you how much I believe in the power of stories, personally, I actually founded and run a youth movement called Ascendance in Malaysia, which is where I'm from, that collaborates with uh, global organizations in over 28 different countries to help provide an alternative education platform for any student who wants to change their L.A. So we work with students from elementary to high school through various programs, sessions, experiential learning activities, and projects that help them discover their passion, learn about themselves and the world around them through going out there and getting real-world experiences, and starting their own careers while they're still in school that creates meaningful impact not just for themselves, but for the people around them, too. And to date, we've been fortunate to work with over 35,000 students in 970 communities, and we've incubated countless number of student-run projects and social enterprises run by students aged 8 to 25 years old, hence helping everyday students change their reality. So if you have any questions about it, do drop it in the show chat below. And hopefully, these stories that we hear through Changing Reality continue to serve that same mission of ensuring that we have the experiences to go out there and change the world, to have meaningful careers for ourselves that do make a difference. And just like that, that brings us to our speaker today, who has an amazing career, who has achieved so much, and at the same time has done so much for the community as well, he has given back his time, his experience, and his expertise in building the up. He's someone that I've worked with personally through Ascendance and through my other startup startup premium as well, and continues to inspire and amaze me with his perspective, with his ability to come up with new and brilliant ideas and to execute those ideas in a way that is creative and brings value to all stakeholders involved. So today we have with us the CEO and founder of New Wave Synchronizer, a leading website and tech company from Malaysia. He was featured in the nationwide news platforms such as Bernama Today here in Malaysia on the impact of technology on businesses and was one of the few industry leaders who represented the country in Silicon Valley. So without further ado, let's welcome to our virtual stage, Mr. Edward Boyd. Hi Edward, how are you you today?
1: Good, good. Thanks for having me here today.
0: thank you are you excited to be on the show we're very excited to have you here
1: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> been following yep. for a while. Said, ah, what, what,
0: what? all right so <laughs> that's good to hear and i feel like you're someone that we've worked with so much like on ascendance on the different things that we've done that uh i've always been amazed by your journey and your story and i feel like you give back a lot to our students to share it so it's only right that our audience here at changing reality are able to get the privilege of listening to your experiences as well
1: so I'll try yeah. to share what I can, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. and I feel like, like there's so many things that you've accomplished. You are someone who personally consults with Ascendants. You are someone who actually um, goes out there and speaks a lot on the impact of technology and business. Um, you host a lot of events recently, especially on technology and um, its impact on others as well. But I'm honestly very curious. Where did this love for tech, for IT actually start for you? Was it something that was innately since you were young or was it something that, I don't know, you just picked randomly in a way?
1: I, I wish it was like just inside, just one inject and then I got all the...
0: <laughs> Or press the button, you know, then ding-ding, yeah. all the...
1: Yeah. And, or download everything and then we're done. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually started when I was much younger. Uh, I guess it came from my dad. Because he was working uh, with... Uh, uh, telecom. Yeah, telecom Malaysia. Telecom basically, it's like uh, uh, how do we tell the public about telecom? <laughs> our our basically the the they handle all the, the communication basically in, in Malaysia and and uh, my dad has is doing all the IT or tech related things in, in it and uh, and uh, I guess from when I was young, looking at him bringing back the computer and then I was curious, what is this box? You know, when I was very young at that time um he brought back this three at six or four at six i don't know anyone know about that that's the computer <laughs> um and basically that is um where i start knowing what is this computer about and i guess that is where the the seed was planted in me like in that sense that i i i saw what is computer from there <laughs> so okay. it, it was from yeah. my dad la, I guess
0: I like how you describe that first computer as a box, anyway, because that's not what I think of when I look at computers today. So at what age did you actually start, like, I don't know, trying it out for yourself and engaging with it, with this box that you had in a way? Because I think it's much more complicated at that point of time than it is now, actually, right, to serve the code, to do all of these things.
1: Okay, basically, when, when we got it at the time, right, of course, out of curiosity, we we'll... were as a kid you look for what can we play first <laughs> <laughs> or what is there any games involved? and so happened there was but that those days the games are like all pixels not as nice as today so it's all pixel game pixel game is like it's just dot dot dot, and as long as it is it's black and white so um that sort of got the interest of me and playing with it and then after that you know and that time don't have that many antivirus and then uh, my dad taught me how to like like uh, find the virus or scan the virus on the computer, so that's like oh I need to know all this so that I can continue playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so from there I learned about all this like uh, the which is RAM, you know. He showed me on, on the on the hardware stuff and also the 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 software and how to fix the uh, the ways. Last time you used to use command um, I don't know command prompt to enter into the computer. I don't know you heard of that, or not. but basically it's it's all it's all black and white, and basically you just you log in and and and, um, and and it's all text. It's not like Windows, you know, you have to click here and there. So we have to learn how to code in a way to use the computer.
0: Okay, you're breaking my heart here, Edward. Okay, <laughs> so. Playing games and all of that. I'm sure a lot of our students who play games or love gaming are going to fall in love with this story. But where did you go from there? In a sense, from transitioning to gaming to thinking you may want to have a career in this industry.
1: I, I guess along the way, when I am progressing, you know, when you grow up, I go to my friend place study. I say, oh, we've got computers. So I ask them about it, and then I explore computers from my friends, and then um, yeah, we, of course, one part of it. To play the game again, and then when they have problem, oh, come, come, I help you fix it so I also can play the game. <laughs> so that's where I find those issues on that PC that I go back and ask my dad again how to fix this, how to face And then when we go back again the next round to study, <laughs> and then, then we <laughs> fix the computer again, yeah, <laughs> so we can play okay. our game.
0: <laughs> A lot of so, yeah,
1: <laughs> combination, combination. <laughs> Uh, right. Balance. That's that's what ascendants also talk about, right? Having the balance, right? Study and <laughs> and have our career. So my career in that way is like, oh, I need to fix the motivation to fix the company so that I can continue playing. <laughs>
0: so was it like a no brainer from you for you, like at that point of time, to actually get into this IT field when you were like after SPM and all of that? Or did you still have some worry and contemplation or and pressure around you at that point of time?
1: Not, not really. Actually, when, after SPM is done, I already knew I wanted to go into this line. I mean, I know I relate to computer, but exactly what, I'm not sure. Lah. So that's why we took a general degree in IT. And then that's where I ventured into it. And so you get to learn different perspectives of things in computer lah, because it's it's very wide as well. And that was like the starting. And I went, oh, you should take IT. and So okay, it seems what I like anyway. So that's where in the college itself also I started from there. Lah.
0: Okay, and you are one of those people who's like a hardcore entrepreneur who has your own business and all of that. But your entrepreneur spirit, if I'm not mistaken, actually came from your college yesterday. I think I read yeah. this article from 2006 when you were in college about um your, one of your first startup ideas. So I think you had this, um, this, this thing where you were matching students with tuition teachers. Yeah. How did you start into this whole entrepreneurship arena and come up with these kind of ideas and all?
1: Okay, actually, it was from then, that time, a uh, few of my friends were like talking about it. La. I mean, it's like, oh, you no, know, we should try something out while we are young. And then, um, and then we say, oh, I have this idea. Okay, Ken, why don't we just uh, build something up, and then we just tried it out. So, there's this website we built. is a teacher matching platform, uh, teacher and students. La. So, I, it's actually not bad. We got a few hundred students, I, I mean, teachers, sorry. A few hundred teachers cool. and also students coming in to, to use the platform at that moment of time. now. But yeah, we, we were young and we we're not sure how to monetize it. So it's like for free lah, just to test it out. And then like, it came out on the news and the Star, I think. So you can uh, check it out. Um, and um, yeah, so from there, we, it's like our first startup test project lah. In a way. But just that um, it didn't last long because, you know, we're a student, right? <laughs> we we graduate, after that, uh, all of us went our own ways lah and then went to uk back to study and then i have to i'm going to finish already that time my my degree and then say oh time to get a job <laughs> a bit funny right you do your own startup, but then <laughs> but then you should have continued your startup <laughs> but you know not so smart lah, at the time that's why it's important to have platforms uh that that you have like-minded people working together like 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 your youth movement that you are doing like a sentence so that um People don't repeat that. Me say, you know, you already built something. Why don't you just expand it further? Yeah, come
0: out in the news, few
1: hundred teachers, yeah. ready Wow, not so, so smart, Could could be the very first mesh making uh into tuition uh, in Malaysia at that time. I think so. Yeah, we were the first, but huh. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> you know, I could retire earlier. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so like from there did you go on to like another startup another like idea that you had or did you go you mentioned you went to work somewhere so what was yeah. kind of like your, your frame of mind exiting college now and going out there into the working world
1: I mean when I finished college at the time and finishing that, that startup in a way where we disbanded so I was thinking okay I need to get a job well, I thinking after we're working a while I was thinking mm, it's not really what I want <laughs> I mean I like doing the work but I don't really like somebody i guess that's when um i realized that la. i thought it was the the job uh, maybe it was the environment and not but so i changed to another job so my first job was a programmer second job also was also a programmer but it's a different programming language and uh, i realized it's also not what i what i want is i want to do something on my own so that's when after working a while then i decided to time to move on uh, I, I want to the spark. entrepreneurship
0: spark return right
1: yeah but that is more like um jumping in without a plan when yeah. it's like <laughs> you know, i decided to quit to start something on my own you know that was what actually happened
0: I'm curious though, so what part of the working experience do you feel was different from your expectation? Because I feel like many people follow that part that you have, where they like something and it's young, and then like they they see their parents do it or they themselves are interested in it, and it's like at that point, of time, it's like I have my life all figured out. I know what I want to do. I want to go to college. I want to get a job and things like that. So what was that part where that that plan kind of like got mismatched in a sense, or your expectations were different from the reality of the working world? What do you think was different about it?
1: okay i think each person is different um, uh, in college i guess what planted the seed of when they do something about i guess when we start a startup that was fun uh, i guess hey i like doing the direction of that and it was fun and also i was also involved in uh, other add-on projects as well when i was in college as well and and it was nice doing something on your own building something that you like or, or that and venture into it so one of the projects i was involved in college was we did this uh we took part in the dg competition and we won third place uh on, wow yeah that time is not there's no android is you have to build on the nokia phone so it's a different language altogether and that also sort of sparked that planted those things la. i guess along the way that in that it sort of made me think hey i feel i should uh, do it on my own la. it's like a planting just that like you 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 don't know yet you know when when just in college, you, you get all these things, um, you learn along the way, la, then you realize hey, it is actually only what I want. And um, when I tried working, that's why I guess I went into work to to see whether I really like it or not. La, but I, I like the job, but it's not what I want. La. And the expectation, like you said, I want to make decision, and maybe the direction of what I want to decide to do it's not there. So that's why. I decided to go something on my own and one of the tech i remember my my, my lecture always say to infinity and beyond <laughs> so, <Really? yeah. laughs> so yeah i guess from that uh, i need to do something about it. but of course with the plan i should have had a better plan rather than just throw the letter and then just <laughs> I want to do it on my own no that's no but I think like that's
0: something it. that many people do right they they, they find that they're not satisfied with the work that do. I'm pretty sure we have some clients who do that so where they're not satisfied with their job and all of that and they decide okay I'm going to go be an entrepreneur I'm going to go out there and start my own thing so in the initial stages where you tried that yourself what, did you again meet the expectation that you had set about this entrepreneurial lifestyle being your own boss <laughs> that we all dream about Or was it, again, different from the expectations
1: you had? Totally different, (laughs) again. Why? Because I thought, um, I'm going to be very successful and I do something on my own. (laughs) But when you are on your own, you realise, what am I supposed to do again? You know, first week, you're excited. After second week, you're like, "Um, what am I supposed to do first? What am I supposed to do next? You know, there's... There's no direction already. Under that. <laughs> and there wasn't any plan as well. I was like, oh, or oh, enough savings as well. You know, sometimes when you want to do something on your, sometimes it's best you have some savings first up before you jump jump the boat. Like, and at least test something out before you do it. When I stopped working, I was like, um, what am I going to do? So anything comes, just try. Like. I was like teaching people how to use computer. Uh, I remember one of the guys was a bit like, elderly, and he can't really see, so I have to teach him how to find a mouse. That's the first lesson. <laughs> I I was uh, doing random things. Uh, I was doing interpreting as well. interpreting. I pick up sign language. So, the interpreting I was doing up in a uh, college. So, I was going there to interpret and tutor some of the students there who's deaf, but in the IT industry.
0: Oh! IT so
1: Because something I know, and also with, with sign language, so it's easier to communicate with him that way. So, doing that and at the same time i was doing a lot of random things <laughs> random thing meaning as like just going to ngo not thinking not not doing everything that's not related with what i'm doing like you know i mean it's like i'm supposed to focus on at least my one core industry like at least i'm like doing one end to the other end. <laughs> so that's a bit odd like doing all jobs also after six months also a lot of sleeping late you know because on your own you have you haven't trained the discipline so every time i wake up late or when i do a little i try to do some work a bit i go back going back to sleep again because you know in the same bedroom (laughs) so easy to get attracted to the
0: bed
1: more like work like this sleep a lot (laughs) okay okay. so so that's why it's important to i guess First is find that really thing that you want to do. You're not um, uh, ex- at least experimenting it. If those who are working uh, right now and you want to go something on your own, so that you, um, you be, you're able to you know find that that thing instead of just jumping the jumping the boat just like that.
0: That's very interesting because like now you are actually an entrepreneur. And the Edward that I know seems very different from this Edward you're telling me about. The Edward I know is very disciplined. He'll work until the late of night one, make sure his projects are all on time and are all okay. So, and he's he definitely is focused, he definitely has like, the stuff that he prioritized. And that's one of the main reasons why I feel like you have been successful. So, so like in hindsight, in a sense, what do you think like for like was the difference between then and now? what yeah. are you... Yeah, because, like, the story you're telling me sounds like a different person, Edward, from the Edward that I know. So, like, what were the main things that you think you have changed in yourself that enabled you now to be a better entrepreneur than when you had your first attempt, in a sense?
1: I think jumping in without a plan, it's like... Uh, what's that word? It's like... Um, yeah, it's basically just bulldozing through, lah, without thinking much about it. <laughs> and... um uh, i think it's important to at least have some sort of plan and savings lah. otherwise you just you get desperate When you get desperate sometimes you're not thinking straight as well so so i guess that's one issue and second is that i if you're on your own it's very difficult lah. so that's where having the environment and also people who are uh, 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 like minded people who are uh, who are entrepreneurs just like, just like the etis that we are in basic business incubation that's where we found out later i found about it that's where it started that journey from there lah, in terms of discovering uh, what i like focusing more specifically in terms of it because it is so wide right just was doing teaching people these computer interpreting at the same time going to college so it's so it's like all over the place huh?
0: and like from that first attempt in a sense you mentioned that you you had to go back to working and all so, what like tell us a bit about like your frame of mind at that point of time where you had to go back and get a job and things like how how were you feeling and what did you do from there like where where do you even go from there
1: felt like a failure (laughs) it's like after six months i'm so short on you (laughs) (laughs) yeah the entrepreneurship lasted six months (laughs) i think six to eight months (laughs) so i had a car accident at that moment of time and um because i had a car accident so I need to pay back lah the person. So that's when I forced to get back a job. And uh somehow uh so because of that I, I need to borrow some money also from my parents at that time. <laughs> <I'm> shy, <yeah. laughs> but anyway, that's that's what happened and then I went I back to job uh in recruitment. The idea was that uh because it's a small company, I will be able to learn how to run a small company and uh from yeah. because it's recruitment. I thought I'd be able to see which specific industry will suit me better. <laughs> in yeah, the IT line. Okay. Because they, they specialize in IT recruitment. So I'm like, ah, perfect. <laughs> and that's when I joined that company and, and learned more about, about recruitment. But it's a bit it's a different experience as well.
0: <laughs> and what were some of the things like do you feel like that that helped you build yourself? Like through that experience. I think previously you mentioned that you were very proactive in talking to a lot of the people in the different like recruitment in that particular recruitment company and speaking to like the clients, the people the company. So, how did you really like utilize that space as a learning space? Because many people go back and they they get a job. It's just that they don't step out again after that. But you use this in a way to to try out new things, right? So, how did you mm. actually do that?
1: So uh once I got into this, right? So it's like you just imagine like how is it like running your own business? Up? But now it's, you borrow their headline in Got sense. <laughs> but in the start, it was challenging because uh, I'm not familiar with recruitment. I, I've never done recruitment. IT background and all. And, and I need to make placement in the company. Right? Otherwise, uh, I don't hit the target as so well. I'm also going to be <laughs> saying farewell. <laughs> so so um, in the start, it was just adapting to the job and learning how to be a recruiter so uh, first three months four months was not was not good i cannot even place anyone and and after that only it started after i had a talk with uh, with the boss and then she said i think you really need to do something otherwise it's not it's like hey i don't want to be another failure again <laughs> so then i after that only i started picking up a lot i learned how to be more active to talk to people and and i think that's where i pick up uh, how to be a friend uh, to people as so well because it's the only job in the world that you can actually call and ask what's your expected salary on your current salary is a very busy body job <laughs> and you can say oh why are you leaving you know is it's, it's really talking to the person what are the challenges they face so I say oh this company this is not good or good and then then you can understand that person or whether how's that person so it's also fun in a way like it's like hearing people's problem <laughs> so and understanding the people and helping them find the job, and then when they find the oh, then they are very thankful, and because we can help them negotiate on behalf on the salary as well. So that is where we learn about that lot, and also on the other side is helping the company find the right candidates for the uh, for their job law. So that's where we learn the whole entire aspect of it law. And on top of that, is also I I learned a bit because my IT is bad. Back, my background is IT, so also help the company's website. So I I try not to you know still keep in touch la, with the skill You know, after this. otherwise you, you also lose that la. so he's keeping that as a balance I it change like you said change the hello you once you manage your mm-hmm. company you make sure you manage everything properly la. you have to also uh, get the business in you know talk to the candidate you know make placement and everything la. because it's a small company so usually you handle most of it la. Hmm, very
0: interesting. And I think one of the things that you, that I hear from this story is also that ability to really connect to people and kind of like get information from people and help them out and all, which is, again, something that I think you do very well. And it's a skill that you, you use to until today, in a sense of being able to communicate with people, work with them and all. Um, do you, would you say that that started in that like arena? And today, how does that skill affect you in your current role when you have your own company already?
1: That i, I think yeah that, that's actually where it planted the seed of most of it lah, i guess in terms of how to talk to people being a friend lah, just remember to be a friend for them uh, like one guy who, who really wanted to get into this industry uh, sap industry so any job opportunity I'll, I'll, I'll find him because he said it's my dream to find <laughs> that job and somehow he got that job later on lah, after i think a year of trying so when he really got that job he was very thankful about it as well and, I was glad that I, so because of him as well later on once i was telling hey i'm about to try already after one year plus working in the company, i said enough saving now and then i can finally do something on my own again <laughs> and i feel that i did very well already in this company <laughs> but it, it's still something i want to move on out to do something on my own lah, because it's still not my business and and when i'm telling me this guy is hey uh, i have this project uh, you want to try out or not i say hey can 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 then that's when I, I i went in and that's how so he, he sort of landed in the first not the first project in a way is like um, first opportunity to manage that project together with a friend uh. and uh like you said, coming back to today is where I've learned how to i guess just being for friendly with people and really helping them out uh, people will be just be human uh. don't just think about <laughs> all in what's in it for me and. <laughs>
0: And from there, in a sense, like back to your career journey, in a sense, when you went, from, when you and your colleague went, and your new colleague went and started to manage a project and all, was that different from working at somewhere? Did you have like I'm sure you had more autonomy, you had more ability to make decisions. So now you're like slowly transitioning into an entrepreneur's lifestyle. So what was different this time compared to the earlier time, and how did you? What were the things that you were doing differently now?
1: Okay. So, in this uh, transition as well, um, doing this um, on my... In a way, moving forward to do something on my friend. Getting there, yeah. Yeah, getting there, getting there. It's like coming there. So, it's like I got into... um, Like a partnership, but it's not a partnership. So, important for us, the next step, next lesson of it. So, the next lesson, uh, (laughs) it's like, make sure we we document what we agree on. Because sometimes... Uh, you might not remember, I might not remember, and well, oh, I agree with you on this. And right, so there was a little bit of conflict in that sense, uh, but uh, that's where I learned the importance of having uh, an agreement. Because actually, when, when I was helping out the project together with this new colleague of mine, it's like it's not really it's not a partnership, it's actually an employment. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, eh? <laughs> but it, it, it's okay, it's just part of the lessons. I uh, just make sure whatever we do in business, especially, just Come up with the right term properly lah. Um, otherwise <laughs> you don't want to end up also wasting an opportunity as well. But it's a good lesson as well la, in that as well. And that's where also I learned I mean because I can't handle the project by myself, just stepping out again. So I needed some help. That's why I got this friend in together. But in the end we did help to build another company up later on. Just that I am not a partner. <laughs> I'm just a employee. But... It's okay. Those, so that's when the lesson is that after finishing that project with him as well, that's when okay. I really learned how to register a company by myself.
0: <laughs> but that's also a very important lesson that I feel, again, is something that people get stuck in many times is that they think it's a partnership but it's not a partnership and they get stuck in like working for someone else in a way. How hmm. do you think, like, like based on the experience that you have, how do you think people can go ahead with identifying like some of the red flags that may have been there? Like, to show that you are not an equal partner in this and all how, how do people know because you you trust the people you work with right How you wouldn't work with them
1: yeah. so like I, how do
0: you begin to identify
1: i feel that one should go do it like like dating you get to know each other <laughs> <first>. <laughs> but in this sense it's like project you start with different projects project that it doesn't mean that you need to start a company together because once you sign that company it's like oh you it's very difficult to remove that company or exit that company
0: that's the marriage of the <laughs>
1: yeah that's like you already <laughs> signed <laughs> the the document that you are marriage for life you know till death do us a fine you know? <laughs> so don't jump into that but <laughs> that's why i think the concept of uh, dating works first then only you go into that <laughs> so i guess if you test out the project together it's like you know get to know each other a bit better you know try a few rounds of dating if you want you know <laughs> in terms of the project and if things work well and you feel that this person is someone you can trust and you can um, split the thing fairly and, and all in terms of the job score and all, then only move forward towards as a company because you can always work together on a project first, a small project, then you get bigger and bigger, but doesn't mean you need to form a company first. So from there, once you're only more comfortable, then only you can decide to form that partnership with that person
0: okay that's that's very very nice the an interesting analogy but i think an applicable analogy okay and like in your situation how do you get out of that that situation of, of not being an equal partner and going out there and starting something on your own from there
1: i think i just be honest and make sure that i finish what i'm supposed to be done first off for that project so once that, that we, we enter into a project to settle this uh it was like a semi in the government project in a way so that, that government project we were supposed to make some placement of, of uh, students and we finished that whole thing off and then that, that's when I decided okay, that's time to move on because I, I still want to do something on my own now I'm not so just be honest I mean just about I'll settle make sure all my responsibilities you know and just make sure everything is handled properly back to them and then just move on from there la, that, that's it I mean just just make sure how do you say it part uh, part peacefully not <laughs> Because you never know, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, again, now you are now fully stepping into the entrepreneurship role and things like that. This was around the time we also met ET Ideas, right? The business incubator platform where I met you many years later. But like at this point in the story, in a sense, how did you come across ET Ideas? How did you come across like, this platform in a way? And how did that change the way you looked at entrepreneurship and you went about starting your business?
1: Actually, I think ETI just came about when I was in the period of transitioning from that recruitment part towards the mm-hmm. uh the partnership part so from from there itself it was the starting of it la. sorry in terms of me discovering what is uh, ET ideas and also learning about it and sorry excuse me so basically um sorry what was your questioning <laughs> sorry <laughs>
0: How did you meet ET Ideas? How did you get involved with them, and how did that change the way that you were as an entrepreneur?
1: Oh, okay. I I met ET Ideas through through one of uh the founders' book. uh It's the Seven Basic Laws of Nature. So I was looking for an answer so at that period of time when I was <laughs>
0: You're looking for an answer. Okay. Yeah,
1: but it's more like finding out again. You know that 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 sometimes we have this our heart sometimes will speak to us. So I was hungry for something, but I wasn't sure what was that. So I was just really going all around looking for it. And uh, somehow it came across his book and they have this, uh, he has this uh, program that he has that now is known, now is known as Be At Your Best. It's still available, but it's just handled by another person. Um, and uh, from that program, that's where I found out clearer at least, you know, You know, sometimes we're like onion, we have to peel part by part until right in the <coughs> center. I was like, okay, that's what it is. And um, after it was that transition, I guess after that partnership period and you know, finishing then, only as, okay, let's really register something on my own. And, and, and finally, that's where the steps where I am being guided by a mentor like, which is language. And that is how, uh, you know, way, New Wave started like, from then, that time itself. Already. But it's not a one shot like that. <laughs> it's still a journey because after that, we still experiment a few more things before actually moving into website. Um, I was doing random stuff <laughs> again. <laughs> Coming back, relearning again. <laughs> because IT is so wide at the time and, and we're not sure which business to be focusing on. And the first thing I did was um, doing, selling tennis records online at that moment. I found tennis
0: records? Yeah.
1: Okay. And then I Only tennis board. records. Yeah, yeah tennis records and more. But it wasn't enough to sustain and we decided to move on from there we got another opportunity with our project where they're selling a lifestyle card they were doing very well uh, in the telemarketing on a, on a call basis but online not they haven't really established anything so i thought it should work the same i mean once we set out online we should be able to sell as much as how much they've made a lot uh, doing telemarketing so we got a year contract set up the whole set of the website and all that but the still only one and after that <laughs> which is me <laughs> so um that one year was again <laughs> trying <laughs> trying and like okay i need to move on again from this because that didn't really work out but after that it's like not like, hey wait a minute i've been doing website for people like Then someone suddenly called me and said hey you want to i need help on this website uh, it's a friend's father so i said oh okay, can yeah try also that that check finally i can open up my own official bank account before that, I was just using up saving and all. <laughs> and um, then finally, that company account finally started. And then that's when we said, hey, why not just do website and focus on website first? Man?
0: And how important is that phase for you, that phase of exploring different things until finally finding the right thing for you? Do you think that there was benefit in that experience? Or?
1: That definitely. I mean, sometimes we we feel that hey, it's a waste of time. But actually, it's not. It's actually what builds us. The, the things when you look back, right. If I wouldn't have taken this step, I wouldn't know that I'll be taking I would be focusing on website. I'll probably be doing something else. If I didn't take that step of testing different things out. Uh, but once you click that one, hey, this seems to be the one that, that will will work for me. And it it really did work for me lah after that. <laughs> but again, you need to take the first step to try, otherwise you won't know.
0: And having that right combination of experiences, right? No. Yes.
1: Yes, because uh, sometimes from that mistakes you make or sometimes from that experiment you did, then you know, oh, okay, this this works well for me.
0: Okay, cool, cool. So, from there also, you mentioned like you had a mentor which is different from previously. You had someone to guide you in this whole process a bit more than, than your previous attempt at entrepreneurship. How was having a mentor different from or maybe we should start with how do you get a mentor in a sense i know you mentioned you read the book but like many people read books i read lots of books but they don't want to like but it's not like like i know them personally so how did you go about finding a mentor for you and how did that change like your experience as i think
1: having okay finding a mentor number one you. i don't know this this word is very corny when the when the student is ready the master will (laughs) be I, I i guess it could be always around you really just that whether you you are really really looking for it like so when i was looking for that when you said found the book right so of course when you finish reading, i want to meet that person and, and talk to that person further right after reading that book, so that's where i went through that program they mentioned that they have a program at that time um and from meeting him that's when i i, I guess you just be very honest with him as well in terms of what you're going through and share the issue because if you only talk about the good things then the bad things you talk to who <laughs> then uh, i don't think there's a point to get a mentor right of course when you have issues and you try to share as much as you can on that like, sometimes yes it's very hard or very shy to say about it but it is still something we need to learn to express that out like, because then otherwise what's the point then having a mentor right? <laughs> if you're perfect then we don't need <laughs> and sometimes it's also to bring some ideas as well and also to see what what works again because if we are inside sometimes we are viewed from an inside perspective we cannot see what's on the outside or what's the issues around us so having someone on with this together it's always better but it could also be peers or also you're out there someone who could be sharing same passion or same ideas as you or also someone who is um uh, moving in the same direction as you sometimes, it's good to have this sharing and openness on the issues you all face and you know, To find a solution at the end, just getting the solution and move forward.
0: All right. And how did from there you move to like like starting your business? You mentioned that first client you had was your friend's father who helped you out and was like the first website client. From there, once you decided, okay, I'm going to focus on this, I'm going to work on this, where do you go about getting your newer clients? Where do you go about like like finding the people to actually um, like like take up your services in a way? I don't think like you, did you call up all your friends' parents and be like, do you need a website too? Or like, what was the next step?
1: <laughs> yeah, marketing was a challenge, of course. Uh, that's when I learned about um, networking one thing. <laughs> I, I joined basically a business group like, at that moment of time. That's where I learn about, oh, learn how to network with people. You know, exchange business cards, share with them what uh, share with them what uh, what I'm doing, and then after that, um, just just learn from there because they, it's a continuously place where you will always be go and to share your, about your business and also exchange uh, contacts and all So from there, that's a start. But I realize I cannot be doing that all the way because you have to do your marketing yourself, you have to do your development yourself. You also have to do uh, maintenance yourself and you have to also speak to the client again and follow ups and all those kind of things. So one person alone is <laughs> very, very challenging. <laughs> but that, that's where the start of it. And the breaking point of me to do to try to do something, not say something, I, I to change how I do things is when one of the client actually, we mess up the whole project and we have to refund the, the, the money of the project. Lah. That's when we are like, oh, I I need to do something otherwise we're gonna be refunding everything <laughs> and we will be broke again <laughs> so one of the client really actually demanded a refund and we had to return the money because we didn't deliver the project we cannot finish it and and, all that. and I don't know how to handle it as well like, at that moment of time um, so on the spot I sort of agreed to it but after that I learned only i shared with my mentor i like, said you should actually you know talk, negotiate and thought, oh, oh yeah <laughs> i was like in a panic like <laughs> so from there then I thought, okay i cannot keep doing this anymore already i need to do something so that's why i learned i learned to position ourselves a little bit different although we we do website but we start working closely with more of agencies people uh, people who have their own pool of clients and we become like their outsource arm uh, for website development or uh, and also later on digital marketing so that they don't have to set up uh, uh, their own web department and again it's expensive to hire developers so I decided to go in that direction and that seems to work much better in terms of the marketing Uh, the marketing aspect is handled like at least and we just focus on the back support and the development And, and yeah, that, that's how we change a bit after that mistake that we make But
0: <laughs> well, pretty interesting. How did you discover like like how did you go about finding that niche in a sense of working with these these clients with these agency clients in a way that give you like more of the like projects and all of them? Because that's pretty smart in a sense, but how do you figure that out?
1: Actually, most of the time I when I meet them, they were already in trouble.
0: <laughs> oh, why?
1: Like uh, they were facing some issue to deliver something already at that moment of time. I think most of it I met like that. So we made sure we delivered for them la, when they are facing that issue and helped them out that period of time, man. and And uh, that built that trust from there. La. So a few of them had those issues like, oh, oh, suddenly last... I know it's a bit last minute, so does a, a little bit hard to help them. And then um then after that, it 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 built that long-term uh, relationship with them la, in that sense. So... Yeah, I I guess just being again helpful and also finding the specific companies.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. And like that is something that I see you do in your business today as well. Today you have so many clients, you have hundreds of over clients. And like for each client, you seem to really give your best and like try to go the extra mile to be their friend to find solutions for the issues that they're facing and all. So why is that important? Why is it important to kind of like have that personal connection with your clients and how has that benefited your business? I
1: I think overall, um, yes, business is always, people say business, but um, we forget they are also human. Sometimes humans will have their own problems behind as well. And sometimes when we have problems, we become irrational, (laughs) but if we don't sort out that problem, then it's not going to solve whatever you're heading through. I mean, if he's distracted at home, he's not going to come out with a great idea in terms of solving um, the business direction. Example. So sometimes we just need to talk about other things. to Just share with them or maybe even help them out a little bit on that and then only move forward with other things. Uh, and that's where I, I don't say I draw the boundaries, but I mean, we, we become like like just human being and, and friends with him Because friends help each other, right? And friends will grow together. So I feel that's Important, uh, uh, and that's where we we see uh, more synergy in that sense, and supporting each other to grow as well, so that it's like I help your business, you help my business as well, in a way.
0: Okay. and like I like I also noticed that from working with your clients, you get a lot of perks that most IT companies probably don't get. I know one of your clients gave you a free holiday. I think even your trip to Silicon Valley is partially because of some of the clients you worked with. So, how do you go about like building the relationship to that level? Like, how do you get all of these experiences like from that? How did you, like how to you get your free trip? For example, we should
1: ask. <laughs> okay, I always wanted to go to Japan. Actually, one of the, the dream destinations I wanted to go, but you know, still building up the company at that time. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, very expensive. Huh? <laughs> I the one <don't want laughs> tough to spend at that time. Okay, this was all before COVID. Yeah, <laughs> luckily. So, um, one of the agents travel agency we work with closely at the time was um they specialized in bringing people to japan and um and uh so i was always helping them out in terms of their social media and their website you know then one day they got invited to go there to experience japan and i was like oh then they said oh oh, this are quite busy you want to go so i was like hey eh? i said yeah yeah i always wanted to go i mean i, I also mentioned it before and um then he said okay lah, why didn't you go lah? then you represent us lah. <laughs> then I said, okay lah. <laughs> then then i joined the trip it's basically it's just a trip to experience uh how is it like japan culture enjoy the hot spring it's basically a holiday lah. <laughs> and 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 also while going there as well it's basically japan airline so because i'm very new right i mean nobody most of apparently a lot of travel agents will know each other one. So when I go there, they, oh, you're new, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it oh, first time going? Yeah, yeah. So then, then they say, oh, because I make friends again with them. So that person said, I, I can help you upgrade lah if you want. Ah, can can can. <laughs> so instead of the regular, they upgrade me another level up of the the the, the, the air ticket. So that also was another
0: business yeah, class travel yeah. also.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so was very lucky lah at that time. I guess yes just again being human and friendly and talk to people and be honest lah, I <laughs> tell you first time going oh then you should try this I'm, okay can can then say, oh, I'll help you upgrade can. <laughs> then then from there after that that's where you I, experience lah, it, and so happened when i go there it was halloween so halloween ah. everyone was like dressed up on the street and all in, in, in tokyo itself so that was also another experience and uh, yeah, all, all I have to do when I come back, I just have to write a report how I feel about the whole thing. And you know, so that was the job for that. <laughs> very,
0: very interesting. Okay, so that's how powerful building these connections are, right? It, it goes further and beyond the work. So I think I, we I should think all... Do
1: that. Not only right. that, you must also have your your target. What do you want? Like, I really wanted to go to these two places and one of them was also Silicon Valley to experience... Uh, uh, Google and all, and they have this market immersion program, and somehow another client in the travel line as well got invited to go. And they said, "Would you like to go?" I said, "Yes." They <laughs> said, "Why not?" <laughs> because they feel it's not so relevant for them, and we are doing uh, IT and all for them, so they said, "Why don't you represent us again?" I said, "Oh sure, let's go." But I only need to settle my air ticket lah, which is just which is fine. And just go there and to experience it. I think I was there about two three weeks. I think so. It was. Also a different experience. As well.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. Very, very like amazing stories from there. Let's build on the going to Silicon Valley part of it. Like it was also a goal that you said, it's something that you wanted to do and you actually went there. Mm. How did how was the experience of being there and what did it teach you about our businesses back home in Malaysia in this IT industry?
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> I think there's still a lot more for us to do here in terms of the IT. Just that um, um, it shows that why people focus in one area so that they bring all the talents in one hub and they can train them up together. Not that, um, which I feel we can expand it further, which we are in a way doing it now through a sentence. <laughs> so where we develop the talents from young first so that they, they start young and they are actually, they pick it up much faster, which I feel that is... Um, Really working like in a way that's where it ties back into how we work with the young as well. In the sense that starting from young, it's never all about um, uh, you know you must get a degree first and all. But okay, I'm not saying I'm condemning that, but you should start from young learning so that you already know your your passion and you already develop a skill set faster so that when you are growing up you can focus it stronger and all so that you you become a specialty in that. Faster. So so I think from young, is just all about balance. So I think from there, I've learned that also people, they, they they don't hire people based on your qualification, as long as you can do it. So we had a Google talk there as well. So also, we learned a few of their, their technology there as well, which, which some part we can apply, but uh, there's a lot more for us to pick up here in Malaysia.
0: But that's actually a very interesting point. I really like how you mentioned like having a hub, having a central place, and, and looking at the talent more than the qualification at times when, in these companies that are in Silicon Valley, and that's what they apply. And you also mentioned, rightfully so, that this is something that we do in Ascendance, in the work that we do to build talent at a central place so that youngsters can discover what they love doing, go out there, grow themselves and make changes in the lives of others. And you have been someone who truly, truly has been one of our most ardent and like loyal supporters. So thank you so much for actually supporting the work that we do with the sentence. But from like from your experiences and all of that, why do you actually support back a sentence? And how do you feel that supporting a sentence has impacted your business, your life in return?
1: Actually, it's supposed to be, it's more of the other way around. We also need to thank you for that because you all have the energy and all to, to, to grow and, and sometimes new ideas come from you all. We we are just, uh, combining the experience and the energy and the youth livelihood of the creativity so that it comes out something better rather than, you know, if you just rely on pure experience alone also, then what are we creating? So actually. With that, I feel that with the combination of all this, it, it builds up in terms of number one our my team, and um, the the people that comes in they are also fresh, and they the creativity will basically go beyond and and it's also not just keeping me in a box basically you know sometimes I'll experience that oh this way only this way work <laughs> sometimes it's not like that <laughs> sometimes when you discover new things that that you in, just need to be refined further and together we probably can do it better from, from that, meaning young and the old together and also coming up with something new. Lah. So I feel that it's where business will grow because and the, the the youth is always the lifeline of the business. If you are not getting new people involved in your business, then your, your business is going to go off, right? And and if you don't start doing uh, as soon as you can, then the older you are, the, the, the bigger the gap as well. And you, you will not be able to get in touch with them further you know because otherwise the gap is too too far already that's that's why it's important to start working first together young yeah mistakes are meant to be made made so many mistakes right on myself (laughs) and from there we learn and and because of that it's fine to sometimes make small mistakes and and you pick up from there and that's where you you will grow and 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 that's why connecting with the young because that's the future it is for all that's my take on that (laughs)
0: For all of the students out there who are aspiring entrepreneurs, especially in this IT, in this tech field, what would your message to them be on how they can break through this and how they can do it in the right way, in a sense? You've tried it out today, you're extremely successful, but you've had that rocky path and that journey. If you could do things differently as someone who you know loves this industry, you know wants to be an entrepreneur, what would you tell them in a way?
1: Mm. I feel you have... um... You have the energy and the creativity when you're young. Don't be afraid to try new things. And uh, you should try as young as you can because your age is not your limit, actually. It's just your mindset is a limit. So once you find that when you're young uh, and you create the habit of, of trying new things when you're young so that when you're older, you are braver to try new things as well. Otherwise, you are too cocooned up. Uh, when you grow too old already. if you're all conformed to, to the uh, the strict rule or strict path only, then how are you gonna grow further? If you don't learn to grow when you're young, and when you're gonna learn to grow when you're too old you're too fixed in the mindset already. So starting from young is always the best, and start finding out what you're supposed to be doing or your passion from. You just Google and try now; it it's so easy to reach it out. And start projects when you're young as well. Uh, Get involved with as many youth movements as you can, like Ascendance and wherever you all are. And and you are basically the future. Just don't be afraid to try and keep going at it. Even if you fail, just keep going and going until you get where you are. And of Uh course, a balance on your studies as well. Don't forget that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Not not dropping everything out. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, very, very well said. And also, earlier you mentioned on the benefits to you and to companies and why we should work with the young in a sense. So maybe we can end a little bit to all the business owners out there. What are your words of wisdoms for them in a way?
1: What do you feel they should be doing? I, I think uh, work with the young, not direct the young, <laughs> work with the young, meaning to say is, you really work hand in hand with them, not, not, not you standing up there and say, ah, you do this, huh? do this, huh? follow this only, you don't do anything, you know? that's not okay, <laughs> but also must let them try and experiment things and together, give them that free hand a little bit, but also be there to support them, so that could be a new division of your business and a growth for you as well, if you are into business. Uh, in terms of if it's a company, corporate, again, fine. always have a, a, a path for the youth to join in and, and always let them try new things up because if not the company will be too stagnant already. So I, I think that's a message I have for the businesses out there. And start really start trying because that's it. I we always hear out there people complaining, Oh, this one tablet it, this one cannot use, you know that are you really working with them or not? Are you really giving them opportunity or not? So that's another question I will have back for them.
0: Yep, yep. And for all the companies out there who want to know how you can start working with the young, I know it's like where do I find the young? How do I talk to them and all of that? So that we do have a sentence. We do have our corporate partners such as Edward who actually work with us to engage Gen Z to engage the younger generations on your business on your industry in a sense. So that on one side the students can get exposure to your industry and the work that you do, and on the other side you get in touch with the young and you get their freshest ideas, you get their experiences as well, um, and look and you get to see what they are actually looking for. So if you want to know more about getting in touch with the young, working with Ascendants, and the other stuff that we do, do feel free to contact me, or even Edward, actually, who is one of our corporate partners, on how you can get started and get involved in the work that we do. Um, you can follow this page. You can find out more info. You can drop us a message on our social media as well. So make sure you guys go and follow Edward first and find out more about the amazing projects he's working on. And also, find out you can find out more at Ascendants Pro at any of our social media platforms. So with that i think our session is getting drawn to a close unfortunately so sad but i really had fun talking to you edward you are someone who i think i have a lot of respect for and just hearing your story and the struggles that you've like faced is very inspiring in a sense
1: yeah, so, same here, have fun as well. Thanks for having me. As yeah. as well.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you. And with that, I feel if you guys enjoyed today's session, make sure that you go and check out more about New A Synchronizer, more about the work that Edward does. And as well, keep watching Changing Reality. We are here every Thursday at 10 p.m. ETN, wherever that is in your part of the world. So with daylight savings time, I think in Malaysia where you are at, Edward, it's now 11 a.m. instead of 10 a.m. So keep in mind that and we'll see you guys again next week. Till then. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Changing Reality. Changing Reality, where we bend reality all across the world.
1: Only on WQHS Radio.